0: Hi again, everybody. I'm Dan Horde, and thanks for downloading the Bengals Booth podcast, the love in the nick of time Addition, As we get acquainted with the newest Bengal safety, Nick Scott, who signed a three year contract on Monday, reportedly for $12 million. I think you'll enjoy getting to know him as much as I did. He wasn't the only free agent to sign on Monday as Max Sharping agreed to return to Cincinnati on a one year deal. I'll spend a few minutes with Mammoth Max as well. The Bengals will have new starting safeties following the departures of Jesse Bates and Von Bell. We'll discuss that with safeties coach Rob Livingston. And then it's the fourth edition of our NFL expert mock draft as Charles Davis from CBS takes his turn on the pro football focus mock simulator. The Bengals Booth podcast is brought to you by Paycor. More than 29,000 customers trust Paycor to help them recruit, pay, engage, and retain employees. Learn more at paycor.com. Now, here's a quick reminder that you can have the latest edition of this podcast delivered right to your phone, tablet, or computer by subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. It's the greatest thing since seeing abundant Bengals gear at the Cincinnati Northern Kentucky Airport. If you don't live in Cincinnati, you might not know that the International Airport is actually located across the river in Kentucky. I've done a lot of flying in and out of CVG Airport over the years, and it wasn't too long ago that if you stopped in the gift shop, you saw a bunch of Kentucky Wildcats gear, plenty of Cincinnati Red stuff, and then maybe, just maybe, a few items with a Bengals logo. Well, that's not the case anymore. On my most recent trips to the airport, I've noticed that Bengals gear dominates. A Super Bowl appearance followed by a return trip to the AFC Championship game has electrified the entire region. Here's hoping they're selling Bengals Super Bowl Championship gear at the airport at this time next year. Now, let's get to my first guest. Nick Scott is a great example of hard work paying off. The Rams selected him, with the 243rd pick in the 2019 draft. There were only 11 picks after him that year. After being a core special teams player in his first two seasons, Scott became a starting safety late in 2021 due to injuries to Jordan Fuller and Taylor Rapp. And he took every snap in the Rams' four playoff wins that year, including the Super Bowl victory over the Bengals. That led to a starting job last season, and Scott finished fifth on the Rams in tackles and added two interceptions and two forced fumbles. L.A. has been forced to shed payroll, trading Jalen Ramsey and releasing Bobby Wagner, among others. And while they tried to bring Nick Scott back, he elected to sign with Cincinnati instead. I talked to him on Monday. Nick, welcome to Cincinnati. Aside from the financial aspect, how did the Bengals make it clear to you how badly they wanted you here?
1: Oh, I say, just by bringing me in the building and you know sitting me down with the legend, Coach Lou. Um, <laughs> you know, talking ball with him was was awesome. And, and, and also, Coach Rob. You I mean those guys know their stuff. Um, you know, so after I met them and got a chance to meet the owner and see how genuine he was and. And you know, Coach Zach Taylor and all that stuff, I mean, just coming in the facility and being around those guys, you know it's pretty clear that you know this organization is moving in a great direction,
0: um, and I want to be part of that We can add the legend coach Lou to his many nicknames now. <laughs> a lot of people have been referring him to as the mad scientist the mad for scientist, some of the things yeah. that he's drawn up over the last couple of years for that stuff to work. it takes really smart players, mm-hmm. and it sounds like That's a key reason for your success.
1: Yeah, um, you know, I've been blessed um, with my ability and, you know, the mental aspect. Um, You know, I'm a sponge. You know, I'm always willing to learn and everything like that. Um, So I wouldn't consider myself necessarily a brainiac, but, you know, I'm excited because I know I'll be able to get some good information, not just from Coach Lou and Coach Rob, but these players who have been in this system for a while. Um, It's a real tight-knit group. It's very apparent. You know, pretty much everybody in that DB room has already reached out to me and welcomed Mm -hmm. me as part of the team. So, you know, I'm extremely excited to work with that group because of
0: how talented they are. The Bengals have prioritized signing and drafting guys that love football, Mm -hmm. love the grind. You were a two-time captain at Penn State. You won the Sportsmanship Award in the Big Ten. Mm -hmm. Clearly, it sounds like you are one of those guys. What is it about this game that speaks to you? Just, you
1: know, how competitive you have to be. Um, You know, I was the youngest of three boys, but, um, you know, I tried every day my hardest to be the alpha of the group, even though it didn't always work. Um, But just, you know, having that competitive nature instilled in me and, you know, the excitement and joy you get from making plays and also watching your teammates make plays, um, there's really nothing like it. And I also like the physical aspect. Um, I like
0: the idea of imposing your will on somebody else. Um, because you're allowed to when you went to Penn State you started out as a running back Mm -hmm. did you embrace that change to safety pretty quickly yeah I really did Um, you know I was a running back but you know it
1: it became pretty clear pretty early that that wasn't going to be how I could best help the team Um, and at the time I was playing special teams so you know I I went up to my coach and I said hey you know I want to be a great special teams player I think it'd be you know more of my benefit if I'm working on tackling and, and that type of position every day so Um, You know, I'd love to move to safety and just perfect that craft, and I was able to do that.
0: I'm sure as a free agent you were looking around the league and trying to evaluate who had a need. Mm -hmm. And I think most people around the league figured Jesse Bates was probably going to sign elsewhere. Von Bell was a little bit more up in the air. But once he did, did you say to yourself and to your agent, I would fit in Cincinnati?
1: Yeah, um, you know, I have been talking to Cincinnati, uh, my agent and I, um, you know, ever since we could. Um, And so there was always a little bit of interest there. Obviously, they had to figure out what they wanted to do with those guys. But, um, yeah, this was one of the top teams on my radar just because of, you know, the location, the city, the fans, and, um, you know, obviously what what they're capable of. Um, So, yeah, it's been a great fit um, so far, even though it's only been five minutes. But uh, I'm excited (laughs) about what what these next three years are going to hold.
0: Looks like you'll be paired at safety with another Big 10 guy, and yeah. Dax Hill who was a first-round pick last year. Yeah. Being from the Big 10, did you watch his games? Are you familiar with him? Yeah, I'm
1: definitely familiar with him and you know, he's an athletic freak. I remember watching him um in a preseason game. I think his his rookie year and just watching him ball out and do that stuff. I was extremely happy for him like I am any Big 10 guys even though he went to Michigan, but uh no, I'm extremely excited about Dax and and you know his potential um, and you know I'm sure I'll be able to take them some things from his game and I hope he you know feels free to ask me questions and take some stuff from my game but I think it'll be a great
0: little duo we're chatting with Nick Scott you didn't overlap with Zach Taylor with the Rams but did you hear stuff about him from your teammates there
1: oh yeah people still talk about Zach Taylor over there and what he was able to do with that offense and everything like that so you know he left a great mark on that organization and you know, obviously has taken, you know, what he learned and and his own traits and brought it over here and is having great success. So, like I said, it was a no-brainer
0: for me. You have a Super Bowl ring at Mm -hmm. the Bengals' expense. (laughs) 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 What stands out about your Super Bowl experience the whole week and then the game itself? Oh, man,
1: Uh, I was just super grateful that entire week. Um, You know, just, you know, people that know my story know that I was a special teams guy. I was drafted in the seventh round. Um, you know I try my best just to work hard every day and put myself and my teammates in a position to be successful and I was able to do that to the point where uh, my coaches and teammates trusted me being out there as a starter Um, so just extremely grateful for that experience win lose or draw Um, you know and that's something I'll cherish for the rest of my life.
0: Glad you mentioned your journey because I Read that you gave the commencement address at your former high school, mm-hmm. and I saw an interview where you described your message to the students: "Embrace your role, but don't settle for it."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: From seventh round pick to special teams ace to starter to highly coveted free agent, that's somebody who embraced his role but didn't settle for it.
1: No, that's that's exactly right. That's something that I live by, and you know I, I can't stress enough how important it is for me to. Um, you know help my team be successful uh, regardless of the role whether that's starting safety whether that's water boy whether that's special teamer Um, everybody's extremely important to a team and their success Um, but there's no shame in um, you know having goals and aspirations and and wanting to to be greater because if you're striving for greater uh, it's only going to make you better and the people
0: around you better. As an NFL draft pick and a guy who's played four years in the league so far, you've obviously made decent money. Mm -hmm. But when you earn that second contract, now you're in a different tax bracket. Mm -hmm. What is the level of satisfaction for you for having earned this?
1: Oh, man, it's a huge blessing. You mentioned tax bracket. It's even more of a blessing I can earn that money in Ohio versus California.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The man uh, has done his research.
1: (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it's a – it's a huge blessing. I'm just so excited about, um, you know, what this can do for my entire family. Um, you know, my family that I grew up is with as, as well as my own little nucleus. Um, so, you know, I don't necessarily see that money as mine, but more of uh, money for my family and, and the community. and You know, an opportunity
0: to be a blessing around, with people around me. Your wife and young son are in the room with us right now. Three months old, yeah. behaving very well. Uh, <laughs> uh, what are you enjoying about fatherhood so far?
1: Oh, man. Um, just honestly watching, you know, the the mother that my wife has grown into. Um, she's already a fantastic mother. Um, so it's awesome to step in this parent role with her. Um, we're learning a lot about each other um, in that role. And, you know, just seeing Jack change every day and, you know, the one of the tougher parts is as soon as we get him locked down, he switches it up on us and is entering a new phase and everything like that. But, um, you know, the best thing that we got going right now is we're starting to get some laughs and some chuckles mm-hmm. out of him. So, you know, my whole day is pretty much spent around trying to get him to laugh. Just like the
0: name Jack, or was there a added meaning behind it?
1: No, there's added meaning. So, um, my uh, actually at home, my, my father mostly and my mom, they refer to me as Jack, and they have mm-hmm. since I was a child. Uh, short for Jackrabbit, uh, I was a high-octane, bouncing-off-the-walls individual. So they've been calling me Jack and Jack Rabbit since I was a kid. And, you know, I wanted to name my son after myself, but I also want him to feel like he has his own legacy that he can lead. So we felt like Jack was the perfect fit.
0: Jackrabbit's a good description for a rangy safety.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I definitely got range. I, I'm pretty sure I still got some hops. <laughs> Um, so they, they, that whole that whole uh, DB group is pretty athletic. So, you know, they're going to be giving me a run for my money. But, hey, if we're all, you know, out there flying around, jumping around, making plays, I'm excited
0: for what we can do. You had a 41-inch vertical at the combine, I believe. You definitely have some hops. Yeah, I got some springs for sure. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, that that was obviously, you know, a blessing to be able to have a pro day and kind of put my name out there with some good numbers.
0: This is an exciting day for the Bengals and for you and your family. Congratulations on a well-deserved opportunity in Cincinnati.
1: Thank you so much. I'm going to try this out again.
0: day? The Bengals Booth Podcast is brought to you by Bengals Picks and Ultimate Bengals. They're free to play with tickets and signed merchandise up for grabs. Find both inside the Bengals app. Following my conversation with Nick, I joined some other Bengals reporters in talking to safeties coach Rob Livingston about the overhaul of his position group following the departures of Jesse Bates and Vaughn Bell. That duo almost never came off the field. Over the past five years, Jesse missed just one start due to injury, and over the past three seasons, Vaughn didn't miss any. Livingston says their impact will continue even though they are no longer with the team.
2: Yeah, I know they left it better than they found it um and that's not a shot at what it was before but that's all you can you know in this league in my personal opinion whether you're a position coach or a player uh change is going to happen right so w- when you leave a place if it is in better shape than it was when you found it, that's all you can do for for jess he's a guy that came in and and obviously started uh, as a rookie, which never happened around here at that point, and, uh, you know, he's kind of shown, hey, if you give young players uh, the keys to the car and just let them go and take the good with the bad, then they can have success. And, and you know, for Vaughn, Vaughn came in at a time when we needed veteran leadership and uh, kind of trudged through a really good year. And... Wore a C on his chest the whole time, and you know if you weren't on your P's and Q's, he'd beat you to work, and uh, he'd be the first guy you see working out, and and he's just the grinder, the ultimate grinder. Um, So yeah, things will be done here for a long time because Vaughn and Jess did it that way.
0: Livingston knows exactly what he's getting in Nick Scott. Scott's college coach at Penn State was James Franklin, and Livingston was on Franklin's coaching staff at Vanderbilt in 2011. So he has plenty of contacts on the Penn State staff who gave him the skinny on the Bengals' new safety.
2: I've worked with all those guys, so those were easy conversations, and they all came back really the same answer. Loved the guy, uh, was a captain, great leader, phenomenal leadership ability. You'll love him, get him any way you can. So um, just the the overriding, like, hey, this is a great guy, um, from all the sources that I talked to was, was exciting to hear.
0: Scott is a great athlete. Prior to his draft, he ran a four four three forty 40 with a 41-inch vertical leap and a 10-foot 8-inch broad jump. Those are all elite measurements, but he wasn't a high draft pick because he didn't start until his senior year at Penn State, and he's a bit undersized at safety. But despite being about 15 pounds lighter than Von Bell, Scott packs a punch. You got to have a tone setter. Uh, you got to have somebody that can that can
2: you know, set the tone on early downs to get you to these third and long so you can have fun and, and do some, some fun thing on defense. So um, you know, that is ingrained in him. Again, you're talking about a guy who has had to earn every inch of the NFL he's had. You know, you're a seventh-round pick, you're a non-combine guy. Um, those guys aren't supposed to make it, much less make second contracts. Um, so I think it's a testament to he, to who he is, excuse me, what he's about, um, the doors that he's already knocked down. Um, You know, again, he shouldn't be here, and to his credit, he is, and um, that should let you know kind of the toughness and the the mental fortitude that he has for sure.
0: The Bengals' other starting safety is not a scrappy underdog. It's last year's first-round draft pick, Dax Hill, who got snaps at a wide variety of positions while waiting his turn as a rookie.
2: The beauty of Dax's rookie year was that uh, he, he played a lot of spots. So, um, you know, he's seen a lot of different things. You know, last training camp was what it was. Dax is a starting free safety and had a really good camp. And, um, you know, Jess shows up and Jess obviously had a phenomenal year He's a phenomenal player. So we're playing Pittsburgh. I think it was the first third down of the game. Uh, so we put Dime out there. So Dax is out there. So uh, unfortunately, they convert it. So for the first time in his life, He's got to run off the field. And you can just see like the wheels turning like, okay, it's first and 10, like, no, 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 dude, like you gotta come off, like you're not out there anymore. Um, so packages were different. I mean, little things, and I know that sounds stupid, but like when you go from being a full-time starter your whole life to now you're a reliever, right? It's the bottom of the seventh, you're coming in, there's two outs and, and you gotta get a guy out, right? I mean, that, that's a different lifestyle for, for people. So. You know, he'll admit it. I mean, there were some highs. Obviously, the play he made at the end of the New Orleans game was phenomenal. Um, Had some other really good plays, and there were some lows. I mean, that is what it is. You're a rookie. Uh, So it's a good starting point. Um, You know, selfishly, I'm happy that the highs were good and the lows were bad. So that hey dude I I got a chip on my shoulder and away we go so I I got a lot of you know stresses and worries in my life and he's not one of them Um, he was a first round pick for a reason so um, I'm super excited
0: and Livingston is also eager to see what Tyson Anderson can do he was selected in the fifth round last year but didn't play a single snap after suffering a hamstring injury in training camp
2: You, you can put yourself in his shoes and say god that must have sucked your whole life you want to play in the NFL And you get hurt, like, the last week of camp, and you're on IR all year. Um, So... You know, the, the positive to that is he had all year to be in meetings, and it's a redshirt year at the end of the day, um, which everybody probably needs. So um, it's an exciting time. Obviously, uh, he's got to be chomping at the bit to get going and, and um, you know, prove what he can do, and and we'll be excited to have him and everything he can do. Um, you know, it, it'll,
0: be, it'll be a big year for him. Now that Orlando Brown and Nick Scott have signed, the Bengals can look to address other needs in free agency, such as tight end, running back, or cornerback. The dollars obviously have to make sense but Livingston says getting free agents to consider Cincinnati is no longer a challenge.
2: All the guys to a man that come in and say hey look we we look we see how you guys play there's something special here you know we want to be a part of it and four years ago it wasn't like that you know again uh, I was telling somebody like you know, we'd have a free agent visit four years ago and, you know, I'm, I'm a, a college coach again. Like, hey man, if you come here, we can win. I promise it'll be great. It's a great place to live. Uh, you know, players come here now, it's like, hey, I want to be here. What do I have to do? Um, so I, th- I think it's a, such a testament to the people upstairs to obviously Mr. Brown, Katie and Troy, how they've kind of built this thing with the new amenities and you look how nice the locker room and the training room is going to be and it, I think we all realize number nine still plays quarterback so um, that helps a lot as well. But it's just the men in there like uh, you know guys nobody talks about right like like Mike Thomas. Mike Thomas is, is in year 11, kind of the same story we talked about. You know college free agent, second, third, fourth contract, Pro Bowl player could be the CEO of a Fortune 500 company, could do whatever he wants. And the dude's here every morning like at 6 a.m. with a smile on his face. Um, so it's people like that, that that make this thing go.
0: The Bengals Booth Podcast is brought to you by Alta Fiber, future-proof fiber internet capable of delivering multi-gigabit speeds designed to take your home, business, and community to a new level. Elevate your connection with Alta Fiber. In the AFC Championship game loss at Kansas City, the Bengals had three backups starting on the offensive line with Jackson Carmen, and Hakeem Adeniji at the tackle spots and Max Sharping at right guard in place of the injured Alex Kappa. It was obviously a tough day for the O-line as Kansas City had five sacks and 12 quarterback hits, but it should be pointed out that the subs were stellar the week before, allowing just one sack and paving the way for 172 rushing yards in the win at Buffalo. Max Sharping was a second-round draft pick by Houston and a three-year starter for the Texans before the Bengals signed him off of waivers just before the start of last year. He signed a one-year extension on Monday, and I spent a few minutes with him moments after he put pen to paper. I believe this was the first time you were a free agent. What was the process like for you? That's, uh, you know,
3: a little stressful, a little uh,
0: interesting, to say the least, <laughs> um, but, you know, excited to be back. Money is obviously a key consideration, but did you have other priorities in mind? You know, uh, my family
3: is here with my two sisters being at Xavier, so that's always a priority of mine to, to be, you know, around family. It's, you know, one of the base aspects of my life. So uh, it was nice that, you know, I have family here. Um, obviously, a great team, great organization enjoyed a lot of success here last year so just excited to be back all right let's backpedal
0: for a second you have two sisters at Xavier yes they play lacrosse women's lacrosse there how did I not know this uh (laughs) research research uh yeah it's my wife's sisters they're sister-in-laws but
3: yes yeah they are my sisters so
0: that's pretty cool we're talking to Max Sharping he grew up in Green Bay went to school at Northern Illinois this isn't too far away did you find kind of an immediate comfort level here?
3: Yeah, you know, I mean, especially with how nice everyone is, you know, in the line room and the coaches, everybody uh, in the locker room, uh, you know, it was, it was it was immediate. You know, it's a it's a Midwestern town, you know, Midwestern feel, exactly what I grew up with. So definitely,
0: you got here just before the start of the season. You weren't here in training camp. Did you become comfortable pretty quickly? Yeah,
3: you know, like I said, coaches and teammates are all great. They help me out learning a playbook and, you know, getting accustomed to how things run here. Um, so did uh, did get comfortable very quickly.
0: Will it be easier for you this year having the opportunity to go through OTAs, training camp, etc., in terms of your comfort level with your assignments, the playbook, frank system, etc.?
3: Anytime you're in a, an offense for more than a couple of months, it definitely makes it smoother um so I'll I'll definitely you know pick up more nuances and you know dive deeper into into everything than than I got to and the start of last year so definitely will be a nice refresher getting everything back and uh you know really really honing in on every minor little detail
0: we're chatting with Max Sharping after Alex Kappa's injury your first three starts as a Bengal were the three playoff games how challenging was that
3: yeah, you know, playoff football is tough. Um, you know, it was great to be in a spot where our, our team was in the playoffs. And, you know, thankfully, you know, my teammates helped me while I was out there. And, uh, you know, like you said, playoff football is playoff football. So it's, uh, it was interesting. Glad, you know, we got a couple wins out there. Wish we could have, you know, won that last one against Kansas City.
0: But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll go back for it this year. So we're a couple of weeks into free agency. The Bengals, I think, stunned a lot of the NFL by signing the top free agent tackle on the market in Orlando Brown. What was your reaction when you heard that news? I
3: mean, he's a great player. Uh, you know, I mean, I think everyone in the league would would like him as their left tackle. So uh, good, good job on the Bengals, you know, going out and getting their guy um, and, you know, excited to work with them.
0: So you were on a playoff team your first year in Houston, won a game. And now last year with Cincinnati, you won two games. So you've had a, a taste of making it to the AFC championship game. Does that whet your appetite for getting back and, and trying to take it one or two wins further?
3: I mean, any time you're, you're playing in the NFL, your ultimate goal is is to go win the big one. So, uh, you know, definitely having that experience helps. And as a team, you know, we've, we've shown that we can get to those points. But, uh, you know, we need to prove it again this year.
0: Coming back this year with a year of Cincinnati experience under your belt? Any thoughts about, you know, what you'd like your role to be, what you're trying to strive for, et cetera? Just trying to be the best version
3: of me that that I can be and to help this team in any way that I can. Um, You know, obviously, you know, Cap's going to come back. Cordell played very well. So just trying to put myself in a position to, you know, challenge those guys, make sure that all of us keep getting better and better, and then putting my best foot forward and getting better as a team. You've been a great
0: uh, addition to the franchise. Congratulations on sticking around for a while longer. <laughs> Thank you very much. Appreciate it. The Bengals Booth podcast is brought to you by Kettering Health, the official health care provider of the Bengals. With more than 120 care facilities and 1,500 care providers, Kettering Health is committed to guiding you to your best health. Visit KetteringHealth.org to learn more. Now, time for our fourth edition of of the three-round mock draft with an NFL expert. Here's the concept. When I attended the NFL Combine a few weeks ago, I had the pro football Focus mock draft simulator set up on my computer, and I invited several NFL experts to make the Bengals' picks in the first three rounds while discussing their options. If you've never tried a draft simulator before, it allows you to play Bengals' GM for as many rounds of the draft as you want. The simulator begins making picks in order, and then, when it's your turn, you can make trades or go ahead and pick. It's a good way to get to know the players who might be available when the Bengals are on the clock in late April. Dane Brugler from the Athletic went first and chose Maryland cornerback Deontay Banks in the first round, Northwestern defensive lineman Adetamiwa Adabare in the second and Iowa tight end Sam Laporta in the third. He received an A-grade from Pro Football Focus. Pete Prisco from CBS Sports chose Utah tight end Dalton Kincaid in round one, Washington State linebacker Dayon Henley in round two, and BYU offensive tackle Blake Freeland in round three. He received a B. Ryan Fowler from the Draft Network chose Oregon State tight end Luke Musgrave in round one, Syracuse offensive tackle Matthew Bergeron in round two, and Maryland cornerback Jacorian Bennett in round three. He received a B-minus. Now, time for contestant number four. We are about to do a three-round mock draft with Charles Davis from CBS Sports. And here's the concept. I have called up the PFF mock draft simulator. The Bengals have the 28th pick. We're not allowed to make trades, but we will see who gets selected with the first 27 picks, and then you will be on the clock with pick number 28. So here we go. The draft has started. These uh, names are running off the clock very quickly. I've got this set at a high speed. So with pick 27, the Buffalo Bills just selected South Carolina cornerback Cam Smith. The uh, Pitt defensive tackle who ran the great 40. Kalija Kalijah Kansi. Kalijah Kansi went uh, a couple of picks before that. Nolan Smith, who ran an unbelievable uh, 40-yard dash. The edge rusher from Georgia went 25th. So now the Bengals are on the clock. Here are some of the guys that are available, Charles. We've got Zay Flowers, the wide receiver from B.C. Deontay Banks from Maryland, a corner. That's a need for the Bengals. Andre Carter, edge rusher from Army. Dalton Kincaid, tight end from Utah. Anton Harrison, tackle from Oklahoma. Will McDonald, edge rusher from Iowa State. Antonio Johnson, safety from Texas A&M. Luke Musgrave, another of the highly uh, rated tight ends. I'm scrolling a little bit more so you can check out who's on the board. All right.
4: Okay. Well, based off of what I've seen on the board and what I perceive as needs, go down a little bit more for me, Dan. I'm adding to the tight end room with Dalton Kincaid out of Utah.
0: I've heard comparisons to Travis Kelsey. Nobody says as good as Travis Kelsey. He's the We're not best that in the crazy. league. He's the best in the league, but a great receiving yes, tight end. Yes,
4: because you've got a quarterback who finds anyone who happens to be open. And Char- with everyone doubling your receivers and the whole deal, Don Kincaid could make, make hay really early, early.
0: With a 28th pick in the 2023 NFL draft, Charles Davis has selected Utah tight end Dalton Kincaid. In an extremely deep tight end class, Kincaid is considered by many of the draft gurus to be the best pass-catching threat. In one game against USC last year, he had 16 catches for 234 yards. With Hayden Hurst signing with Carolina, the Bengals obviously have a need at tight end, but Kincaid might not be there at pick number 28. Most of the mock drafts I've looked at have Kincaid going a few picks before Cincinnati is on the clock. Now, let's see who Charles Davis selected in round two. All right, that pick is in. Now we are flying through the second round, and we'll see who is available to the Bengals with their late second round pick. All this is right, fun. <laughs> I think it's fun, too. Here are the guys that are still available for the Bengals in the second round. Andre Carter, edge rusher from Army, Tank Tank Dell, speedy receiver, great return man from Houston, linebacker Dayon Henley Mm -hmm. from Washington State, wide receiver Josh Downs from North Carolina, Carl Brooks, edge rusher from Bowling Green, Garrett Williams, cornerback from Syracuse, Nick Herbig, edge rusher from Wisconsin, Matthew Bergeron, tackle from Syracuse Bengals, might have a need at right tackle, Ready? depending on the AT- ACL I know, situation I know I for L. Collins. All right, who do you want?
4: I want Sydney Brown, safety, Illinois.
0: Sydney Brown, safety, Illinois. I saw him down there. Sydney Tell Brown, me about safety, Sydney Brown.
4: Illinois. Every year, there's a guy I always call my the, the I call, always say the patron saint of instincts in the modern game on the back end is Tyron Matthew. No one had better instincts. You know, he, he's that guy. And every year I look for someone that kind of, who's my Tyron Matthew of this year, even if you're not as quite as good player. In recent years, it's been um, Antoine Winfield coming out of Minnesota, going to Tampa Bay, won a Super Bowl. It's been Elijah Molden coming out, going to Tennessee, dinged up a little bit last year. Cindy Brown has those kind of instincts, playing a safety position. Pretty sure Jesse Bates isn't going to be around. Correct. And this kid, six interceptions last year, tackles fiercely in the run game. Sidney Brown goes back there as well and keeps increasing what they're doing because you took Dax Hill last year, right, Who's the corner out in Nebraska. Um, Cam Taylor Cam Britt. Cam Taylor Britt, but Taylor Britt stays at corner. Dax Hill you can play all over the place. I like Sidney Brown going in there as a pure safety.
0: Keep in mind that Charles made that pick before Von Bell left and Nick Scott signed, so he might go in a different direction now, but then again, maybe not. Sidney Brown ran a 44740 at the Combine with a 40 and a half inch vertical leap. He's number 57 on the PFF Top 100 Big Board. Now, time for Charles' third and final pick. The mock draft simulator is racing to get to the Bengals' third-round pick, and here we go. Buffalo just took a Georgia safety. Christopher Smith, oh, Tyler Scott, the wide receiver from UC, went two picks ahead to the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. Tank Dell is still on the board. Yep. Then we have Carl Brooks, Bowling Green, Nick Herbig, Wisconsin, Sam Laporta. You've already drafted a tight end. He's from <laughs> Iowa. Travius Hodges-Tomlinson from TCU. He's a corner Devon Shane, yep. I'm not sure how it's pronounced. He's a running back. We've got Michael Wilson, a wide receiver from Stanford. I'll scroll down a few more, see if anybody floats your boat from the guys that are still remaining on the PFF mock draft well, I'm going simulator. To, I'm
4: going to cover myself because I think I'm going to cover myself with a runner for Cincinnati because not quite sure what's to say. I, I do believe that Samaj P. Ryan's a free agent. He is. Not quite sure what happens with Joe Mixon because now we're talking about a terrific football player, terrific running back, but money's always a consideration. And there's a quarterback coming up that might have to get a few dollars along the way. So I like the young man out of um, UAB, Dwayne McBride. We won't see him here at the combine, I don't believe I think he's got a hamstring injury, but he's a terrific runner, catches out of the backfield, I just like the fact that you've covered yourselves. Now, I know Chris Evans doesn't want to hear that. Travion Williams doesn't want to hear that. I get it. But with the style of offense that Cincinnati plays, a high-volume, heavy-duty runner is a good thing to have.
0: Running back Dwayne McBride out of UAB is number 80 on the PFF big board after rushing for more than 1,700 yards last year. He ran for at least 120 in every game but one and finished his college career with 272 yards on 16 carries against Louisiana Tech. But one big negative about McBride is that he only caught five passes in three years at UAB. Now, let's find out how PFF graded those picks.
4: Uh-oh, uh-oh, (laughs) uh-oh, uh-oh. But it's anticipation. I just want to see if I graduated. Like All right. B-minus, C-minus, D-minus. Ooh, the pain I'm in right now. Oh, the pain I'm in right now. I guess I will not be invited to the PFF rap party when this thing is all over.
0: Well, if it makes you feel any better, I have not received a good grade on a three-round mock yet. I'm not sure what it takes uh, to get a good grade since... Dwayne McBride is one of the top players that they had listed still available. Well, In any know, case, I think the Bengals would be really happy with Kincaid and Brown of the first two picks.
4: No no doubt about it, and, and I think they'd be happy with McBride, but obviously PFF doesn't agree with me. So I've got to go with their ranking for now. We'll see how it all plays out. But this is like uh, Adam Sandler and Mr. Deeds who was trying to get his his, his card published by Hall- but Those Hallmark people, that's a tough nut to crack. <laughs> I think the PFF people are the same people.
0: This was fun. Was I appreciate fun. you being a good sport. Thanks so much. Thanks and I uh, always me. appreciate your expertise. Always great to see you.
4: Thanks for everything.
0: We'll have another NFL expert mock draft next week. That's going to do it for this episode of the Bengals Booth Podcast, brought to you by Kettering Health, the official health care provider of the Bengals. By Bengals Picks and Ultimate Bengals, the free to play with tickets and signed merchandise up for grabs. By Paycor, the official HR software provider of the Bengals. And by AltaFiber, future-proof fiber internet. Elevate your connection with AltaFiber. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to this podcast. And if you have a minute, give it a rating or share a comment. That helps more Bengals fans find us. I'm Dan Horde. Thanks for listening to the Bengals Booth Podcast.